1: One app, over 300,000 travel
2: experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo
1: podcast with John.
0: Listen, the Patriots, the the rookie wild, there's no such thing as a rookie wild with this kid. He's got a rag arm. He couldn't throw in that windstorm. The other guy
1: the ball all over the park rando the kid playing quarterback ain't our future the future of the nfl is over in buffalo that guy six foot far, 230 runs right by you throws at 90 yards
3: and pat.
1: and the other thing i want to say is belichick hasn't won but just without tom brady
0: come on it's over afc goes through buffalo for 20 years not us it's over
3: all right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. It is a victory Friday. These two dudes, hey. Brandon and Pat, are joining me from their perspective, respective workplaces, not prospective workplaces. They already work there. <laughs> so how'd you sleep, boys? Did you sleep pretty good after that one?
1: Like a little baby
2: for four hours.
3: <laughs> right. Pat, what about you?
2: Well, I was pretty jolted, honestly. It was pretty exciting. And then I watched the, the Mac Jones crying post-game. Uh, I I just
3: didn't even
2: play, and that just got me even more riled up. And then I watched. I, I was just watching Patriots post game stuff, so I couldn't sleep.
3: <laughs> nice, nice. I was I was kind of in your boat, Pat. I uh, I ate half a box of chocolate covered espresso beans during the game. Those are good. Thinking, Those are good. Thinking that I would need to stay up for the show post game, and then <laughs> obviously that didn't happen. And so I'm like staring up at the ceiling at two in the morning. Like, what did I oh, do? Oh, I feel bad. What I feel bad. I I, for some
1: reason, for some reason, I thought we were like set on doing this call in from work. And I was like, there was like a minute in the game and I was out. Like I was snoring when we're taking the knees.
3: Dude, you're totally so, fine. Honestly, as like, yeah. as soon as I sent that text, I was like, all right, who's still awake? I was like, oh, nobody's going to reply to this. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about the the Bill's Patriots dynamic now, because obviously it's evolved a little bit over the years. And us as Bills fans having experienced, you know, we came about, grew up in the Tom Brady era. We were all like, you know, five or six years old when he won his first Super Bowl and the rest is history. So for most of our adult lives, all that we've ever known is pain from the Patriots. And now for a few years now, we've had this Bills dominance, right? Besides the win game, but uh pat we've talked about this before too because you know you're like i kind of like this pats Pats team and stuff like that and did did that (laughs) did that change for you at all throughout the game like when they're facing the bills do you like find out how you really feel like do you feel like that when the bills face the titans too it's like you know it's cool to root for this team when they're playing some team that i don't care about but when they're playing the bills like i'm all in on the bills and f the pats yeah
2: i mean I, i i was a little scared there for a minute i did not think that Ramondre stevenson was going to go eagles wings and carry the patriots but after that that marcus jones touchdown i was a little wary i was like oh my god are they going to beat us with a, a complete squad of scrubs but it was <laughs> you know it was all right i i enjoyed it and i I don't know it was it was cool other than when they were making some big hits on josh but it was, it was, i enjoyed both sides
3: nice and brennan how does that patriots bills dynamic feel for you watching these games is it is it the same hatred that you felt when Brady was there or not really?
1: Uh, yeah, because Zil Belichick's still there. And then the other guy that's just worthless on that coaching staff is Matt Patricia, who's an offensive coordinator, which is just a negligently disgraceful thing to do to Mac Jones. I say what you want about Mac Jones. I am glad. I liked Mac Jones more after that game last night because whatever, if as you're watching this game, When they're not throwing to the first down markers, they're throwing these short passes and trying to get Jack yards after the catch. Like Mac Jones knows that's not going to let them win. That's not the winning formula. And he went off on Matt Patricia. He's like, I mean, you guys all saw the clip um, where he started swearing and I'm just like, all right, I like that. They're imploding. Let it blow up. Watch this ignorance happen because I mean, Matt Patricia wrecked the Lions when he got a head coaching job. And it's just crazy how a guy like that stays in the league when there's so many other qualified guys that could be an offensive coordinator. And Joe Judge, like, you just took the worst two guys that you could have to run an offense. And that's what it looks like they're running over there. And uh, it's always exciting to watch us destroy Belichick. And then he throws, they kick a field goal to be down 14. And they don't even, like, try they don't even try they wave the white flag with three timeouts and two minutes to go and they're like we're good here let's just go home we're, we're outmatched we're outclassed we didn't deserve to win so that's just a great sight to see
3: yeah brandon i was looking at our fantasy matchup and uh you got some quality garbage time points there with the nick folk field goal and devin singletary uh, icing the game with that touchdown there Uh, So hopefully if I lose by three points, I might be mad at Bill Belichick waving the white flag, but it felt pretty damn good in the moment.
1: I was who hits the upright. Who hits the crossbar in a 48 yard field goal in the NFL. You got Justin Tucker missing from like 67 yards last week by a hair and Nick folk can't kick a 48 yarder. I was rooting for that field goal to go through. I had the over uh, alternate line of like 33, which did end up hitting, but it was close And I was bummed because, and I know I had Nick Folk going up against you, but that was funny when they missed that field goal and then
2: he kicked the other one. So uh. I always, I always am happy though when he misses field goals because I think about rookie Nick Folk beating us at home on a Monday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys when I was in like the second, not second, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe sixth grade, fifth grade. It was a Trent Edwards game where we were up, you know, like 17 points with three and a half minutes left. So I'm always it's
1: like a 56 yard field goal to win. Yeah, That's yeah.
3: hilarious because I remember that game vividly, Pat, but I did not realize that that was Nick Folk. Like yeah. worlds, worlds are colliding right now. Yes. That's funny. Well, I'll tell you guys how I feel about this Patriots dynamic. Cause I was kind of, you know, you see, you know, you're scrolling through Twitter. There's a lot of Patriots hate out there and justifiably so, you know, 17 years of pain from these guys. There's a clip of us from like one of the first episodes of NABP. It's like there's a PTSD associated with the Patriots. It's like we went through that twice a year for what, 17 years at least. And, you know, obviously Brady has the most wins against the team, I think is against the Bills. I think that record still stands yes. the most wins by a quarterback against an opponent. So, yeah, it still stings a little bit, but I'm surprised in these games, like, it's obviously really fun to watch the Bills destroy somebody, but every single time that the Bills destroy the Patriots, I don't want to say it's less and less satisfying, but it's satisfying for different reasons, you know? It's not because I hate the Patriots as much, and I don't know why I don't hate the Patriots as much, because I should. And I, th- the best parallel that I can draw is it's like an ex-girlfriend who did you wrong but you're just so past that and you're in such a better place that you don't really care about that person. You know, it's like, you're, I don't want to say you're on the high ground, but you're just like, who cares at this point? You know, we're, uh, we're in such a better spot as a franchise. The bills are winning. Who cares about a middle middling franchise? And I'm sure that's how they felt about us for a lot of years. So as fun as it is, I love watching Belichick throw tablets. I love, you know, watching this team get dominated, but it's, it's not as, you know, evilly satisfying, if that makes sense, these, these days. Because it's just like it's expected at this point. The Bills are a much better team. They're a better franchise. And the Patriots are at the bottom of the division right now. So that pre preseason bet that we made for the division finishing position with the Bills first, the Dolphins second, Jets third, and Patriots fourth, that's looking pretty good right now. At It was plus 2,100 odds at the beginning of the season. So I'm feeling good. That's cool. Yeah.
1: And I just I hope that when Josh Allen's all done, and whatever it may be, whether you know obviously want we want to have a Super Bowl here, and uh, he's capable more than capable. I think he's shown that he's got the talent to do it. But I want him to own the do- or oh well, own the Dolphins. Do I want him to own this division? Um, I want him to own Bill Belichick more than anything. I want to see them go, you know, twenty and three. Over the next, you know, ten seasons, twelve seasons against New England, I just—they are capable of doing it. New England. I mean, he's already had the two
2: milk. best single quarterback performances against Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah, whatever. Since yeah. Been there since I won. So,
1: and it still took half a game before they made us punt. So it was like two and a half games of—they just. I think we're in the psyche now, kind of like they were in ours for a little while. Um, and I just want to keep. Keep that going. I want to see that. I'll be happy watching Bill Belichick retire on the bottom because we pushed him down there.
3: Yeah, it's interesting to see if, you know, like what his future looks like. Like, does he retire and go out on the on the bottom of things? And like, you know, all of us would be more than satisfied to see him and Brady both go out on. Sour notes, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that probably doesn't feel better that they all they won all those Super Bowls. The only thing that can really, you know, fix that is the Bills winning that many Super Bowls. Right. But, you know, you, you can only hope at this point. And so it was, It felt really good. We get them again this year in Buffalo. So hopefully that'll be another fun game where Bill is just like, what am I doing out here? I'm freezing my butt off like for what? So that macaroni Jones can complain about how he's not getting to throw the ball enough to you know, a guy who's not even offensive coordinator.
2: I don't know. I, I just don't want to put all the blame on Mac. Um, I, I honestly think that. I mean, you look at the difference a coach could make. Joe Judge calling plays. Well, I mean, he's a head coach, but I'm sure you know it wasn't all delegating. But him working with Daniel Jones versus Brian Dable working with Daniel Jones, and I, I think Mac Jones is far superior to Daniel Jones. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's really a Mac at all. I think I think it's a tight calling thing. you know I don't think like mentally he's a leader at all. He gets really frustrated really easily but like I wouldn't I wouldn't put any of the blame really on him and like especially towards the end of the game, I mean granted he made Jordan Phillips twist his ankle because he was just wasting time running around in the backfield during garbage time. but I, I thought he played as well as he could, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you,
1: but I don't think this is on Mac Jones really at all didn't really put the ball in harm's way except for that Jordan Boyer interception, which, which, yeah, I don't know how it was. Crazy. Crazy. But I liked the throw to the out of bounds, Jacoby Myers, who was just standing there loafing around. That was funny. But (laughs) Mac Jones didn't, he doesn't deserve what this coaching staff is giving him. It's kind of like when Matt Nagy put Justin Fields in the game and like didn't run a single, run play and they just left them out to dry and that's like a fireable offense by anybody in standards and i think matt patricia maybe if he's another on another team somewhere or he's working for another head coach he probably gets fired today for their putrid offense in our what three of their last four games now that vikings game keeps looking more and more like an outlier as they put this body of work together
3: yeah, and I think that the larger part of this is, you know, if you want to assign blame, I think that Belichick, the coach, very little slice of the pie there. Yeah, but,
2: Belichick, the general manager, though, I mean, exactly he's kind of stingy.
3: Yeah, exactly, and he's put them in this place. You know, they cap-wise, their cap schedule is saying win now. You know, they went out last year and Spent a million dollars. I'm sorry, a million dollars. I meant like to exaggerated amount of money, but that obviously isn't like a billion dollars on tight ends who have, you know, who got what two, three catches combined last night and have not produced and they just, they lack weapons on the offensive side. Their defense is much improved this year, but it's, you know, it obviously still got kind of crushed by Josh Allen. And if it weren't for a few plays that could have easily been a 36 point night for the bills, 37 points, you know, somewhere in that range. So I think that they're kind of, you know, their roster doesn't look great going forward. It hasn't been properly managed. You know, again, it, Belichick, the GM, has kind of put them in this place. And I think you ask any Patriots fans about that, they'd say the same thing. But I want to ask you guys more about the Bills roster, too, because obviously that's who we're talking about going forward. So James Cook last night had a really good night. How do you guys feel about the Singletary-Cook dynamic going forward? Well, I'm pretty
2: sure james cook had what like 4.3 yards per carry i mean he definitely caught the ball um and you know he, he had to have what six seven receptions so i think that you know in that well, aspect I think he,
1: all, he caught all six of his targets too Correct. which singletary had some drops and that is going to yeah. put the dagger in his playing time and john you and i were texting about this because we both had props for singletary last night and it's like come on dude Get those buttery hands dried off and catch the damn ball. Yep. And James Cook made a lot of nice plays. There was a couple of tweets going around from cover one. Um, and you saw it in the Lions game that Cook might have been a little bit out of position when he, when Josh was trying to dump the ball off to him. But this week, James Cook corrected those mistakes. He slid with Allen's eyes to give him a lane to throw him the ball and get yards after the catch. So it's not just yeah. a dump off and tackle. And And I really like that. I think he played a really good game.
2: Yeah. He's just he's just a different type of runner, too, I guess, which is interesting. And it's hard to really I think as a fan, it's like we're so used to Josh Allen just blowing up the stat sheet. And you look like you look at someone like Alan Kamara's never rushed, even though he rushed for six touchdowns in a game, which is insane. He's never rushed for over a thousand yards in a year. And sometimes you look at those statistics and you're like, wow, he's really not that productive. And I think maybe that's one of the the things. If someone really looked at the stat line yesterday, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this guy's blowing up. The stat sheet, but like you guys said, I mean, to be able to use him in variable roles, I think is is interesting. And he's, I think, him and Devin really complement each other well. I'll tell you, he didn't run the ball super well, though. Maheem Hines had about three carries for about three yards, but, but he, I want to say he finished two, with
3: negative two yards. Two carries <laughs> for negative three yards, <laughs> so <laughs> which is crazy. And
1: I I like that they used him a little bit more. He was on the field for thirty three percent of the snaps. I want to say I read that number on Twitter, uh, and that. I think Ken Dorsey did a really good job of dressing up the offense as they used the, the verbiage they used on the broadcast um, that motion pre-snap with his speed, even if he's not getting the ball, uh, he's a decoy and that's fine. Cause he's a good decoy. But when you give him those tosses outside like that behind a terrible offensive line, I just, I didn't like that outside run game. Like, Singletary and Cook did such a good job running between the tackles last night. And they they kind of left Hines out to dry with those bad tosses. Well, I, I will say that catch he had on field. the
2: first drive was super impressive. Well, not impressive, I guess, on his part as much as Josh's part, but that was that was a crazy sequence. They caught that shot put. See, I missed the
1: I missed uh, it. I saw the highlight oh. later, but I missed the first drive and I turned it on, it was 3-0. Um But yeah. I did see the shot put toss, and Hines got a what, like 15 yards on
2: that?
3: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's cool, though. So James Cook accounted for over 100 yards of offense. He had 41 yards receiving and 64 yards on the ground and out-touched uh, Devin Singletary even just on carries. He had 14 carries to Devin Singletary's 13. And like I said, I think that that has a lot to do. James Cook was in there at the second drive. I think that that has to do with Devin Singletary dropping the first play from scrimmage on a screen pass. I think that I really like the ability of the Bills, and I don't know if it was a matchup thing, but they were consistently able to get three, four, five yards on first down, just running the ball, which is not something we can say about them all year. And Bills in a second and five situation is so much better than second and eleven, than third and long, and stuff like that. Even for a Bills offense that can pull off those third and longs, you know, this is not an offense that we've seen the ball run twice in a row to start. You know, your first I was two. Say, down we were sequence.
2: running with an extra offensive lineman. I mean, at points we had two tight ends in there, and that's kind of cool to be able to show our hand and still still move the ball. Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly. It, it's almost like that's what the Patriots needed to do to the Bills last night was possess the football for that long, and we just did it to them. Yes. Yes. So.
1: I thought the same thing, John. When we were as we we're watching the game last night, the way that the Bills manhandled the the time of possession and the plays and that. Really nice balance. I mean, what we would you say, 24 carries or 20, 25 carries between the two of them, and then Josh threw the ball like 33 times, maybe. And that's a game plan. That's a good recipe for success. And the other part about it is that really opens up Diggs. I mean, Diggs went seven receptions for seven first downs and and that one touchdown, right? So the efficiency was there on all parties except for Hines. So when you're when you're balanced like that, you don't know what's gonna come out of it. And I think there's room to grow because they did so many two running back sets. I thought they did did pretty well with that, being able to disguise what they're gonna do. But if they can able if they're able to get Beckham this Friday, because he is in town today, and I hope he doesn't leave as they say. But if you could put out Diggs, Beckham, and Davis out on the field and then run a run out of eleven personnel and spread the defense out a little bit more and have Singletary and have Cook being able to run between the tackles in that formation. That's really going to change the the fortitude
2: of this offense. Yeah. So I got a question for you, boys. So, I mean, it did seem like Brian Dable and um, Giants upper management took Odell out for dinner. It looks like they did take him for steak. But I mean, if you're if you're Buffalo Bills, uh, I guess, support staff, public relations, maybe also you know, I guess player personnel, where are you taking out OBJ? I mean, I feel like Max's chop house is too too basic. Do you, would you guys have any ideas where we might take a, a player of that caliber? Tully's. I want
3: to say. <laughs> i just kidding. Uh,
2: what'd you say, John?
3: I said Tully's. Tolly's?
1: <laughs> I was going to say Ted's. No. <laughs> um, Texas Day Brazil is kind of like a chop house like that, but it's all you can eat steak. Um, but if he just had steak yesterday, I'm probably looking at like some sort of Italian place. I don't know, like maybe Rizzo's uh, in Amherst here, but I don't know. Uh, I don't. Is that what he's looking for? Does he want fake back to back days? What do you What do you do? That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe you take him to
2: Salvador's, like Italian Gardens or whatever. I, I don't really know. A lot of options, but yeah. I yeah, a you lot gotta, of options. you, you got to
3: do the Italian. You got to get wings from at least two or three places. Well,
2: well that's you, my thing is, do you think he really wants to eat chicken wings? Because that's what I would say. Maybe you just get him like a bunch of beer and chicken wings and pizza and you're like, oh, go to the Buffalo. but then I feel like that's like the Rob Gronkowski stereotype of Buffalo people. And I don't know if we want to, you
3: know, <laughs> well, you just show up with wings and pizza at, uh, at Josh's house and, you know, play some call of duty with everybody. Then, you know,
1: that's what I was going to say is they said they're spending the day at Josh's house today, I guess.
3: Okay, we'll see. In Orchard Park. There you what go. I read. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's pretty cool.
2: That is cool. How do we get invited to that? <laughs> How do you get invited to that? Yeah. Show them your old YouTube channel, Brandon. You Call of
3: Duty. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: that's,
3: that's great. Funny. That's good stuff. I want to ask you guys both about one thing that you want to see the Bills improve upon going forward. Like, what's one thing? Obviously, last night was a great victory. Um, but what's the one thing, if you could sure up one thing about the offense or defense or a certain player or coach or anything, like what would that be?
1: Offensive line, don't get Josh hurt. Don't blow up our plays in the backfield. If we didn't have a mobile quarterback, we would be so screwed. The, I mean, Bobby Hart, there was a play last night. Bobby Hart didn't even touch <laughs> the defensive end. And he just like, whoop.
3: And Questenberry as well had a tough night and he was playing hurt. So like, obviously that's not his, his full form, but he, both he and Bobby Hart were revolving doors at left tackle.
1: I liked what the commentator said. Well, first of all, they didn't have a great game because he's like, oh, I didn't realize that Stefan Diggs
3: and Justin Jefferson got
1: traded for each other. And we're like, yo, where you been for three years, man. You shouldn't admit that on live TV.
3: I thought, I thought he was being sarcastic when he said that. And no he was super real I know, about like, that. that's. Yeah. I, I realized that afterwards but I was like there's there's yeah. no way he's not being sarcastic there is it no but
1: I don't know but he's a college game day guy so right. they, they Amazon pulled him to be with Al you know what we're here to think? listen to
2: Al Michaels and then Kirk Herbstreet was like yeah I'm not going to watch the post game and Al Michaels was like what do you mean and Kirk was like I really am not interested and then Al was like oh you're going to watch it on your phone on the way to the airport he was like oh no that was so <laughs> funny that's,
3: <laughs> that's great. funny so, Pat, what's your one one thing that you would improve? Unless, Brandon, if you had more to expound upon, I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going
1: to say I liked, I liked how the commentators highlighted Questenberry just, like, getting lit up, but they were like, this guy's a soldier. He's out here because they have nobody else, and he's just getting destroyed. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, I mean, if I was sick... First-
2: <laughs> if if you were sick and you just let the kids do whatever they wanted and you were you fell behind on your lesson plans or i was sick and admitted a bunch of students who shouldn't have been admitted like are we really troopers or should we have just not gone to work i guess <laughs> we a, should have just <laughs> not gone to work right <laughs> yeah. anything
3: yeah. to keep Bobby hart off the field at a critical position so
2: yeah but i mean i mean i think uh well there's two things i really want to see i want to see I, Number one, like you guys said, uh, better offensive line play. I mean, you got to think Quinn and Williams might be the best defensive tackle in the entire NFL right now. Um, and he had a pretty big game against us, him and uh, Carl Lawson, I think. So we'll see about that. And I really do want to trademark a shirt that says, run the damn ball, Kenny. I've talked to my dad about this. You know, I I don't really think that it would be too hard to just make a, you know, any t-shirt that said that possibly but yeah just keep you know keep the run game going i, I honestly think that kind of like last year you don't need josh to throw for 300 yards every game and even though it'll you know have you sort of uncomfortable and bored i think that you know even if you win a game like this next week i'd be happy so you
1: yeah. could win every game like this and i'll be happy as hell and uh that's a good point Don, or that's a good point pat because when they run the ball when i want to say they went over 160 rushing yards Uh, three games in a row prior to this, which was like leading the NFL. Um, But they really put a whole new wrinkle into their game last year going into the playoffs. And that's just so much more for the other team to prepare for when you run out of different looks and you have different guys carrying the ball and you don't know if it's going to be play action. You don't know if it's going to be... You know, They ran on second and 10. They ran on first and 10. They ran in every down and distance. And you really... That, that helps disguise the offense, which you know, Dorsey just looked really like he struggled with that to start the season. It looked very predictable, like we said, but I like that. John, do you agree? Do you think they should do – I mean, what if they sign Beckham? Do you want them to air it out more, or what do you think, John?
3: I think it's very game plan specific, and I think it's situationally – being situationally aware is very important to that too because there are some teams that – you know, if you do get behind the sticks because you ran it twice on first and second down, then you're not gonna be in a good situation. You know, even going going against Kansas City's defense in third and long, as much as I don't wanna give him credit, you know, what is his name? Steve Sarkeesian. Um, he's gonna dial up something that Unless I'm getting that name wrong I think I am getting that name wrong. Who's, yeah, the, who's yeah. the defensive coordinator? Give me help me out. Kansas Spagnola. City. Spagnola. Steve Spagnola. Steve
2: Sarkeesian's an alcoholic.
3: Um, yeah. I, I have the right alliteration, but the wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think if it, if it's working great, but if it's not, you know, you're going to have to have Josh air out at some point, but you know, just go with what's working, you know, just not forcing things that aren't happening in the game. And there was a couple times that I saw some repetitive play calls. Like I think Heinz, those runs were not necessarily on him. He was not put in a position to succeed in those right? runs. You're running, no, you're running I, I outside so after a bunch of, you know, you're having success inside the tackles like you guys mentioned. Um no but, one
2: pulling in front of you either. Just, right.
3: Yeah. Right. So you're depending on the wide receivers to hold their blocks. And you know, I think Diggs might have missed a block on that. But anyway, if there's answering that question that I asked you guys, if there is one thing that I want to see improved upon in the game plan, get some targets to Dawson Knox because he was on the field. He for drops like,
1: him, man. He just drops them.
3: He did. He did. Even like he senior did. giving but,
2: up. Huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, we gotta roll that old clip of uh, of you imitating your dad saying like, "I don't, I don't care if he gets an A plus in tight end university. He's still gonna drop the damn ball." So, yeah. Yeah. how do you
2: feel about? How would you feel about it? I mean, I felt like Tommy Sweeney, other than costing us a very beautiful highlight, like you know, at least in the running game, played pretty well too. How would you feel about having some double tight shots out there?
3: Maybe, but I I don't know. I don't think that this Bill's offense would like, I don't know if you're taking any player off to put Tommy Sweeney on. I think it's a, it's a bad trade off. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he has things that he offers and I think his biggest advantage is that defenses don't care about him. He's not really a threat. (laughs) (laughs) So Like that's, I mean, that's what happened. The one, what did he catch a two point conversion or a touchdown against the Titans last year? I think that's last year. Yeah. So you know, I don't think he's really anything special. Like uh, the way that I want to see Dawson Knox deployed is not necessarily even in those screen passes. I think that he's a good outlet for Josh, but that's obviously very game plan dependent because we see that not every game, but when we do see it, we see it a couple times. Well, and
2: didn't he go down? He did he went
3: for, down a second, for a second, but yesterday. he was he was back yeah. in on that series, I believe, at, at the end. I saw him run blocking. But I want to see yeah, See He came wanna, back. I he want to see back. some quick hitting seam routes from Dawson Knox, like get him right in behind the linebackers on a quick throw and then let him make a move. You know, maybe he's not the guy to do that. Like a lot of these other well, if tight it goes ends off are, his hands, if
2: it goes off his hands though, too, I mean, it's, exactly. it's right thing.
3: in the hands of the safety as well. So maybe that's not the best idea, but you know, we, we paid him. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him. used in the offense. Yeah. But all right. That's pretty much all the time we have for this one. I'm uh, guessing based on the time of your guys's lunch breaks and the amount of time that I have to edit this before it comes out. <laughs>
1: <but> <laughs> I, I have bus duty, so I gotta get outside and let these kiddos make sure they don't get hit by cars. So
3: that's good. That's important. So yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Thanks yep. for coming on, guys. Go Bills, and uh, I'll be texting you guys this Sunday watching some good football. So go 49ers cool. and go Cincinnati go Bengals. Jimmy as well, G, get the so. W. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you later. All right. Go Bills. See you. All right, bye. 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 bye.